TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. Church Shot Radio, either one doesn't matter. How y'all doing? It's your boy, Rance, Ray Cash. I'm doing my best PC Tunny impression because I know y'all get us every Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening, but we are here with a Chair Shot Edition Thursday morning episode of your three-man weave. Tuesday, right? Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, okay. Uh, my producer, Mr. Tunny, is giving me instructions, as he always does. Nonetheless, let me introduce the family before we get to you. I have Mr. Tunney with me, Mr. Platt with me. Gentlemen, how y'all doing? Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen, and it's great to be back working with proper villains again. Word. I'm guessing that's me. But we, ha- we have a special guest, a special friend with us, a friend of the show, actually family member of the show, from the Attitude of, the Attitude of Aggression, from the Attitude of Aggression podcast, from Bandwagon Nerds, and... Mr. Platt's consigliere. I learned that word today. Reluctantly. We have. <laughs> Reluctantly, right? I got the lawyer Dave Ungar with us. Dave, what's up, my brother? How you doing, man? Platt made me an offer he couldn't refuse. Or I couldn't refuse. <laughs> Why do I fucking sound like Batman mixed with Tom Hagen? <laughs> you do. You sound like Christian Bale's Batman. Yeah. That. Let's <laughs> just get on, the good fucking, get on with the show, damn it. How are you Joe. guys doing? It's a pleasure to be finally on Three Man Weave, my first time. Damn it, Platt, just settle for the plea bargain. <laughs> shit. That's why Dave's by Consigliere. We Damn don't it, settle. Platt. Shit. I told you she was underage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to stop right there. Hey, hey, man, if it's grass so on thanks for tuning in to Dave's out. first and last edition of Three Man Weave. Uh, you can find him at Attitude Egg, and thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Before we go any further, I, we have to shout out our network, Church Our Radio Network. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for supporting. You can continue to support by going to prowrestlingtees.com slash thechairshot, where you can get any and all types of uh, merchandise from the chair shot. Jesus did the job, hashtag journalism, any bandwagon nerds, anything you'd like. It's there for you. Go get that. As my brother Platt would say, please and thank you, thank you, and please. Take a quick break. We're going to come back and... Uh, Two of the three of the, the Weave boys got uh, some things we got to work out. And we're going to work it out after the break. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. So, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody in between, I'd like to announce the fact that the NBA Finals are finally here. Like that? Finals are finally? Never mind. Um, And, thank you very much. And this year, it is a bit different. It's a bit different. (laughs) Because this year, I I was ready. 
Um, but no, this is a this is one of the most unique finals in recent memory because none of the big major teams you expect to be there are there. There's been a whole thing about injuries and whatnot, but nonetheless, your last two teams standing are my Phoenix Suns and Professor Cologne's Milwaukee Bucks. So, before you get to me and Tony. I'd like to get the the ideas or the thought process of Dave and Platt on how we got here and what you think is going to happen going into these finals. Mind you, we do not know if Giannis will be ready for game one, which is starts on July 6th. Dave, right, you want to hop in here? Go ahead, man. You, you, well, <laughs> I mean, as far as, as a different matchup taking place in the NBA finals, this is very exciting because it's not just – it's not the same old thing. It's not Golden State and Cleveland. No offense, Platt. Sorry. You know, it's not. Offense uh, taken. It's Dave. not the Lakers, you know, LeBron doing, you know, another finals appearance for LeBron. These are two young teams, especially Phoenix, who came out of nowhere. Milwaukee, from their standpoint, I, I know it, it's it's been a long time coming for the Bucks. I mean, what was it, 74? 74. was the last time that they were in the finals. Uh, Oscar so, Robertson's last year, yep, and before Kareem yeah, I know, got traded. I know that I looked at something on ESPN that they're, these are the two two of, like, the top five or six teams with the longest droughts uh, for NBA titles, so somebody's going to end that, which is always great when that happens. It's like when the Cubs and the Indians played in the World Series a few years back, you know, that sort of thing. So, I mean, I, I'm excited about the finals because it's just it's like like you were saying, Ray, it's a different matchup. Uh, the teams had to navigate the minefield of injuries. Both both teams had to deal with the loss of star players at various times as they went along to get there. Um, the Suns took out the defending champions. The Bucks overcame a lot of adversity, exercised a lot of demons, as Tony, I'm sure, is going to pontificate on in a moment. So. I, I love the idea of, of a different sort of finals with two very young teams, with a few exceptions here and there, who are um, going to leave it all on the, on, the, on the court, man. So I'm, I'm excited to see something different. And these are two franchises, obviously, very deserving. I mean, I can, as a Wizards fan, I can only live vicariously through you guys. So there you go. Y'all got a title, though. Y'all got a title, though. Yeah, like 50 years ago, 40 years Phoenix ago. Phoenix has never won a championship. Y'all got a title. Swept your, ass in se- swept your ass in 71, Dave. Anyway, Platt. Yes, I am aware of this, Tony. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I agree with everything that Dave said. It is cool to see some fresh blood in the finals, even though I know that the NBA isn't necessarily jumping off of any small porches to, to really be excited about this particular matchup, but it's going to be interesting. Both teams have great stories. Honestly, I believe in Monty Williams more than Airbud, Coach Airbud, with Millie Walkay. And I think it's going to come down to if Giannis is healthy and if Chris Paul is healthy. I think Phoenix takes this. I, I really do. I mean, Milwaukee, and I, we said this last night in our in our three-man weave text thread, Tony, no disrespect, but this has got to be the dumbest team in the history of basketball to ever make the NBA Finals. Like, there is no way in Hades that series with Atlanta should have went six games at all. Y'all should have pounced them off in five at most at all, but 
it, it it'll be fun. And yeah, I, I got to give it to Phoenix, man. I think Phoenix takes it. Before I hand it off to Penwell Consigliere, uh, I want to say to Platt's point about the NBA may not not be maybe not being the most excited about this series. Sure, from a market standpoint, and Phoenix is a large city; it's the fifth biggest city in the world, and I mean the country. But it may not be a big media market, but you have big stars. Chris Paul is a known commodity. Giannis has become a bit of a known commodity in basketball. He's a huge deal. Side of basketball, he's getting there. Devin Booker dates a Kardashian, a Jenner, Kendall, right? So, like, this is a much this we have stars so in ben this Simmons. finals. Well, no, Devin Booker, they she's been going back and forth between the two. <laughs> yeah, she and shout out to the Kardashians. They know how to pick winners because she <laughs> left Ben for Devin, and we see how that worked out for everybody involved. Win, um, but you do you want me to go first, Tony? Yeah, go, go ahead. First? Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Have at it. You're in there. That's the Civil War shit. I'm going because we got a Civil War here. You're in there like swimwear. I'm talking. I'm talking to the audience, not you, Ray. No, what you need to do is play. Uh, what's the dueling banjos and Deliverance? <laughs> Get some Foggy Mountain breakdown in here, you know. <laughs> so, so let me say this: There's only one un- one unguardable player in this in this in this series, and that is Giannis Antetokounmpo. And this series will live or die on if Giannis can be healthy, not just healthy, but himself. If there's anything less than 75% of himself, then I think we have a even punch-for-punch finals. The Milwaukee Bucks are a better team on paper from from player number one to player number 13. But I feel like this is Phoenix's year if you're looking at, if you're not religious, if you're looking at the ethos, right? Just things have been falling Phoenix's way this year. So I think we all agree on this show that Monty Williams is a better coach than Coach Bud. No diss to Coach Bud. But I think we can agree that Monty Williams may be a better coach. Air Bud's a better coach than Coach Bud. I may not agree, but I don't want to diss the guy. The guy has gotten a multiple <laughs> conference finals and, a, and our finals. But I think Chris Paul is the smartest player in this in this game. I think Book and Middleton can outweigh each other. It all depends on if Giannis can be the MVP that he's been two times in a row the past couple of years. It's all on Jonas. Jonas worked this hard to get here. Jonas told everybody, don't come play with me. I'm going to do it myself. And this is his chance to prove if he can do that or not. So we'll see. It's the battle of the two best, biggest stars in the game. All, word, all due respect to Carmelo. But the two biggest stars in the game to not win a championship. And it's, and it's Chris Paul and Jonas. Between... I... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, no, no, I'll finish. I'm sorry. I thought you were done. I was going to say, my heart, in my heart, I'm going to say Phoenix in seven. Real, realistically, I think I think Phoenix can sneak it out in seven because we have the home court. Between Platt calling him Careless Lavert and you calling him Giannis, it's a fucking soft Y, motherfucker. It's Giannis, and it's not Wisconsin, it's Wisconsin. So let's start. Giannis Antetokounmpo plays for the Milwaukee Bucks of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. The WIS is not your problem, but it has been on social media for me and other big people in social media. But let's drop the J from Giannis's name. It's Giannis. 
Not yeah, I know we live in, you know we live in the South, right? I don't care where you fucking live. Everywhere you live, it's Giannis. It's not Giannis. Ask him. Ask him about it. Ask him about it. Don't let a white dude school you on an African brother's name. Come on, no, that's the fucking that's his fucking name. He's he's Greek, isn't he? (laughs) Giannis and Kupo, that's African as fuck. Like that's like Barack Obama or the This is the beginning. This is the beginning. This is the beginning of mind games, right? And this is the beginning of mind games between me and Ray. And it's a battle of superstars. Giannis Antetokounmpo. And Devon Booker, you know, I mean, what are you gonna do there? So, Pop. <laughs> shout out to shout out to Kayvon Herder, by the way. <laughs> Chris Chris Payall. Break it know. down, Tony. Tell us what you think of the series. What you and, think? Dance puppets, dance. <laughs> De DeAndre Aton. So we, you know, we we gonna make it work. Uh, but you guys got a great coach on in 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 Monte Harris. So, I mean, I don't know where else I could go with this, but to say that if Giannis is 100% healthy on on the serious side, I love you, Ray, you know, um, it's going to be a problem for Phoenix, and they're going to have to rely on Chris Paul and their guard play, where at the same time the Bucks' guard play has just been getting better. Look at what happened here in a game six in Atlanta on the road. I think you're more or less looking at what the Bucks did in winning against Brooklyn. And not Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I still Don't think go there. Don't the, go there. the Don't coach, go there. but the coaching matchup still they goes won. right. But they won. But they won. Reality, they won. reality, won. reality, and hyperbole. We know which one's greater. The problem still is the Bucks go in again with the deficiency in the coaching matchup, and without a healthy Giannis, it's going to be a struggle. I was very impressed with what happened last night. As we record on July fourth, you're listening Tuesday morning before the finals so i'm looking forward to a great finals i'm I'm just feel bad that a lot of the people that are a fan like i am of the bucks and it looked like a lot of the bucks they they might have celebrated a little too hard and i'm always weary of that like i could give a fuck about making it to the finals unless we win and i think ray feels the same way 100 percent i i understand phoenix because nobody there has been anywhere but jay crowder and chris paul everybody else there has never played in any playoff game at all so i get their enthusiasm but we don't celebrate till we get the ship uh i want to do a quick around the horn i want all of you to give me your wild card of the series just give me one and give me your actual prediction team and in how many games we'll start with dave he's our guest Oh man, wild card of the series. I mean, probably Middleton. I think uh, he could really change the series around for Milwaukee, even if Giannis doesn't doesn't play as much or isn't a hundred percent. And I mean, for Phoenix, Jesus, that's <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how you call Devin Booker a wild card, but I think a lot of the focus is on Chris Paul and and what he's going to do, and and not you know Booker's young. My my thoughts on this are are really I don't think this goes seven games. I think this goes one direction or there. If Giannis plays, I think Milwaukee gets him in six. And if he if he doesn't play or if he's significantly less, like if he's not at least seventy percent, then I think the Suns take it in six. I think I like the Suns are, are one of these teams that they're young enough that they just don't 
they don't know that they're not supposed to win. You know, they don't they didn't know they're not that they're supposed to dethrone the Lakers or, you know, just trounce Denver like they did or just, yeah. you know, or with everything going in the Clippers way on their home court. And they go in there and they take game six. Now, yeah, if Kawhi plays in that series, very likely a different series. We and I and I agree with a lot of what Paul George said about that. But that's you got you, you know, everybody talks about injuries this NBA playoffs. You it's a part of the game. Whether they're more prevalent or not, it's a part of the game. Everybody's had to react to them. Phoenix had to react to them. Milwaukee obviously had to react to them. But I think it really comes down to Giannis. I don't see the Suns having an answer for him. And before he got hurt in, uh, in uh, what was it, game five, um, yeah, you could just see him take over. And he can he's one of those guys who can just impose his will on an entire game and change the dynamics of everything. If he plays and he's in the 70 to 80% range, yeah, I, th- I think Milwaukee takes this in six. If he's less than that, I, I like Phoenix to take this thing in six. I, I don't see this going seven. If everybody's healthy, everybody's healthy, yeah, maybe this thing goes seven. But I, I, I don't see it going that way. I'm taking – and right now, if, you, if you're going to hold my feet to the fire, I think Giannis is going to be good enough to get them there. I'm going to take Milwaukee in six. Miss Platt. Dave brings up a good point in that Phoenix is too young and too dumb to realize that they shouldn't be here, which that's a good thing. It's a good thing because, yeah, they, they you know, youth is, you know, youth is wasted on the young, as, as people say. But, yeah, they don't realize that they shouldn't be doing this. So the moment is not going to be too big for them. In terms of impact players, I think it's got to be Aiden for the Suns because he's the reason that they're here because he elevated his play and he has made himself a lot of money during this postseason because before this postseason, his big claim to fame was, oh, well, they took him over Luca. You know what I mean? That was his claim to fame, but he, yeah, he has played well and I'm sure he's going to be on Lopez for some time in this series. He's probably going to spend some time on Giannis, but I think if he continues to play the way that he's been playing, yeah, I, I like Phoenix in six here. I just, you know, I think that Milwaukee has the better team. I'm not here for Coach Bud. I think they need to get him the fluck up out of here. I, yeah, with all due respect to Tunney, I I, I think, yeah, I, I'm, I'm seeing Phoenix in six, but either way it goes, man, I'm excited for both of you guys, for Tunney and for Ray, because one of you is going to feel the euphoria that I felt back in 2016. So, and that's a that's a beautiful thing, and that's a beautiful feeling. So I'm happy for both of you guys, man. And yeah, this is going to be fun. This is going to be a fun series. Mr. Tunney. Yeah, Giannis being healthy is is such a key. But I Ben, I'm gonna I want to talk about like my fandom. And living in the state of Wisconsin has just been amazing because we don't have a hockey team, but we have the other three major teams, and all three of them have made it to their league's finals in the last three years. And the Brewers yeah, are. But in the, the hockey team you adopted is doing pretty damn well, Tony. Right. I digress. And I've and I've done that since the early 2000s, so I'm not bandwagoning that shit as well. So thank you, Dave, for bringing that up. But strictly where I am. Uh, you know, back-to-back conference championship appearances. Aaron, get your shit together. You're cute, but you're not that cute. Um, <laughs> you know, the Brewers are on 11-game win streak. We have a little 
diner called George Webb's around here in the Milwaukee vicinity. And if the Brewers win 13 in a row, we all get fucking free hamburgers, bro. So we're looking for Almost two there. more. They're, they're, they're looking real good. Sorry, Patrick. But, yeah, the Brewers are the great pitching staff. And then the Bucks. So for me, growing up here, I I actually had season tickets the year they last time they went to the conference finals against the Sixers. And I was there for all those games throughout the playoffs. First round uh, against Orlando, second round against Charlotte, third round against Phoenix, uh, uh, Philadelphia really? when yeah. uh, Scott Williams got suspended. Big dog missed. Like we're sitting up here on the left side from where I'm seeing and looking down and Big Dog misses a 12-foot jumper on the baseline and we lose that last game. And it's just like, damn. And then, you know, we had beaten the Lakers twice that year in 2001. So I'm happy they went there. If they <sighs> if they don't win it, if they Tony. don't if they don't win Tony. it, if they don't win it, Tony. What? Nobody was beating that 2001 Lakers team. Okay. We would have beat them. Nobody. Joe, Joe Prisbilla had them Nobody. fucking conquered. We could shoot from the outside. We were like the precursor at the time. Uh, for the Tony. three point team. We had Cassell Tony. who was we had an alien on our team. No one else had an alien on our team. So <laughs> we had Perry Perry Glenn, Glenn Robinson. Tony. Glenn Robinson was rocking Perry, the Casbah. And we had Jesus. Tony. We had an alien and Jesus on our team in two thousand one, bro. Don't fuck with me, okay? So it's it, like it, it, an alien and Jesus still wasn't best, enough to beat Shaq and Kobe that year. Best, they lost one game that whole postseason. Oh. It was that one game. Game one versus Philly. And Nobody's beating AI, that team that year. And that's because AI played like Jesus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nobody was beating that team, that Lakers team that year, Tony. Come on, man. Come I think on, when you talk about life, no, listen. back to reality. Go ahead, Dave. No, I was just going to say, maybe throw out that uh, that one Chicago team that won 72. They probably could have taken them, but that's Oh, the here we no, go. No, no. You that team wasn't that great, man. They we, we're getting off the rails. All right. We are. We are. I this just want to say, Tony, the, the the Bucks player that I remember growing up, who I really really liked. I don't know Jack if you remember Sigma. him or not. Jack, Jack Sigma. Sigma. Jack no. Sigma. Yeah, we both said Jack Sigma. <laughs> you <laughs> fucking motherfucker. He was on the Sonics team that dethroned the Bullets. Yeah, fucking. he was for no. sure. Oh, City Moncrief is a fucking Hall of Famer. Yeah. Unbelievable guy. Unbelievable defense. Like get. A fucking defensive guy. Great coach as well. Top five defensive wings all time. Yeah, one hundred, one hundred. Let me let me put a let me bring this full circle. Oh, did you did you did you give me prediction? Well, I gotta or finish. Are we, we good? I gotta finish. Go ahead. I mean, well, you know, we went we went here, there, and everywhere. We went from, we went from we went from Milwaukee back to Green Bay back to Milwaukee. We went from Seattle Atlanta to Savannah. We went Seattle. everywhere. We, we went to L.A., Philly. Go, go, go Kraken. Go Kraken. That's all I'm saying. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tony. I, I guess Bucks and six at home. I'm. It's going to be fun, Ray. I'm looking forward to it. I hope Giannis is healthy. And I hope that as I think Middleton and Holiday have graduated, I hope Coach Bud does the same thing. Otherwise, we're in trouble. So to try to put a bow on this real quick, because there's one other, there's one other topic I want to get to. Um, uh, wild cards are Jay Crowder and uh, Drew Holiday, because they got to guard Giannis. Oh, 
and wild, baseball. Wild card, Bryn Forbes finally shows up like Bobby Portis did Great. last, last uh, series. They need him. They could use him. Yeah, um, no I shit. Dante DiVincenzo is killing us not being in. That's That would make us so much better. Sorry, I'm done. No, no, you're good. That's that's what I wanted. Um, you heard it here first. You heard it from the Weave guys. You heard it from the Attitude of Aggression. So, tonight, game one. Enjoy it. We'll be back. We'll probably have another Weave for you this week, I'm sure. But enjoy the finals. There you go. Shout out to John Tesh. Um... But while you're while you're hitting drops, we're gonna take a quick break and gonna come back and we're gonna hit one more topic before we get out of here. So uh, you've been listening to Chair Shot Radio. Happy Tuesday morning. And you get on me for stepping on people's uh, segways, Tony. Go fuck yourself. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save ten percent on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code Chairshot. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's AngryLemonade.net. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. It has been a rough week, uh, ladies and gentlemen and everybody else. In the world of... uh, Sports for two situations. Uh, First, we have Shikari... Richardson, the young woman from Dallas who would have killed in the 100 meter, but uh, didn't make it because she failed a test for weed. And today, um, an explosive story comes out from the New York Times about a lot of infighting in ESPN. And uh, to kind of surmise the story, we all know Rachel Nichols has kind of been the leader of ESPN's uh, NBA coverage for three, four, five years. She has a jump. But Maria Taylor... Uh, most popular from probably college game day has become the um, anchor for their, their NBA coverage. There was a recorded conversation between Rachel Nichols and another guy, Alan Mendelson, I believe is his name. Not important, but he doesn't work for ESPN, but he's a power broker of some sort. And in it, Rachel was expressing, um, I would, I think the perfect, the right word to say is, Frustration at the fact that Maria Taylor got the position to anchor the finals and not Maria and surmise that she thinks it's because ESPN has had such a terrible relationship with diversity and that she had put in the work, but Maria got the job. And she even goes to say, I can read you the quote. Um, uh, do, 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 do. Sorry, to, I, thought I had a, to quote ready. Head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick yourself up a chair shot t-shirt. Makes a great gift as well. I guarantee it. And enjoy yourself the chair shot way. Always use your head. TheChairShot.com Good man. Thank you. Continue to vamp, please. Well, Th- just thoughts in general on, on yeah. the pack. Hey, I happening. just wanted to say something. Joey Chestnut set a record with 76 hot dogs, which is almost comparable to sucking 37 dicks wow. in a row. Wow. I, I actually was going to say that's almost comparable wow. to uh, Jenna Jameson's career. So congratulations to <laughs> Joey wow. Chestnut. Uh, 
I just uh, I, I I was playing that clip for my wife the other day, Tony, the uh, 37 that you put on bandwagon nerds at one time. Totally the road I wanted to go down here. Ray, God damn it. Can't you find that fucking quip you're looking for? Yeah, Ray, we're, we're making <laughs> shit up as we go here. I mean, we're we, we are just ad libbing the fuck out of this thing. So, OK, I wish uh, I wish Maria Taylor all the success in the world. She covers football. She covers basketball. If you need to give her more things to do because you are feeling pressure about your crappy longtime record on diversity, which, by the way, I know personally from the female side of it, like, go for it. Just find it somewhere else. You are not going to find it from me or taking my thing away. Um, it's been a big, there's been a big firestorm on Twitter this morning and in this all over. But I'm curious to know your thoughts. I see uh, Platt's ready to speak on this. On the actually both of them, just please, just your thoughts in general, because I know I have a bunch of them. Go right ahead. Kudos to Rachel Nichols and everything she's done to make the jump something on ESPN and further the NBA and analysis and their former stars and everybody who's on there. But she's better as a sideline reporter and Taylor is better as a host. And that's the bottom line, in my opinion. Period. End of story. Go ahead, Chris. So it, it, there's a lot to unpack here. I'm I'm gonna we'll get to the young lady in the Olympics, but this Rachel Nichols story. Number one, I don't fuck with Rachel Nichols. Let me just say that. You know, she said some slick shit after Kobe Bryant's death, and she said some other slick shit before that. You know, kind of had me looking at her sideways. It just is what it is. But I don't see what she did wrong here and i'm very i don't like the concept of people's private conversations being recorded and then leaked i i don't like that shit like you know what i mean we all say shit in our private lives it's like okay we you know we, it would you know without proper context the shit can sound bad you know what i mean i'm, hey, I'm not a fan of that and let me jump in real quick just for just for context yeah, for what I, you're I gotta, saying go ahead just for context because it's important i want you to I, I think it's important what you're saying um, this was in the bubble when this happened and she, I guess, didn't know she was being recorded. It went to the server and a, a lady found it on the server, took it, recorded it and sent it to all the people and it, some of her friends at ESPN. That's how it got to the higher ups and it became this thing. It's been going on for over a year now. That young lady was fired. She so wasn't fired. You know. She was, she was suspended and demoted, which that's okay. kind of. That, which that's kind of weird too. Like the only mother farmer that got punished is this black lady that went to to, to yeah. ma ma Maria and said, "Hey man, don't fuck with Rachel Nichols. She ain't shit." Basically. And then she, yeah. yeah, that that's kind of fucked up too. But yeah, I, I was going to get to that as well. But okay, yeah. So I'm not. No, you all good, bro. But yeah, so I'm not a fan of that. I also don't like that. In essence, Rachel said, well, the only reason Maria Taylor got the job was affirmative action. Like, I don't like that. Maria Taylor is is super talented. Her and Jalen have great chemistry on that show, and she's beautiful as well, which is more than I can say about Rachel Nichols. But I don't see what Rachel said wrong here. She was having a private conversation with a friend of hers, and it got leaked. I, I don't see overall... I don't see what she said was so bad. And I mean, quite frankly, she said the same thing that I've been saying, which frankly almost got me fired from three man weed talking about how this forced diversity, like it's not motherfuckers, you know, they trying to come across like, you know, diversity is good and, and they're allies and stuff like that, but it's not 
for the right reasons, it's because that's what's hot in the streets right now, and you're trying to cover your own asses, and you're trying to appease public opinion. Like, it's not, yeah, you're not doing it just, this ain't just some altruistic shit. Like, you're not doing it for the greater good. You're doing it because it looks good. You know what I mean? And I and I, 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 I agree with that. You know, I've said that on these airwaves, time in and time out. But, yeah, ultimately, I got to give props to Maria Taylor on this. Because clearly, her and her people leaked this shit because she's in a contract negotiation with ESPN and I've heard some of the numbers out there she's been asking for like 8 million whatever whatever but this was on their doing so I give her total props and you know Mm -hmm. of course white people are up in arms about it because white people hate when you use their own tactics against them so (laughs) shout out to Maria Taylor and her people point blank period for the record, as I pass this on to our lawyer of our sh- of the show and of the network, Mr. Oh, Platt was not almost fired from Three Men Weave. There was just some disagreements in the group. He was never almost fired, for the record. <laughs> Go ahead, Dave. What do you think? Uh, well, it's it's not a good look for Rachel. I, I mean, it, and it's it's difficult because it's like, well, as far as diversity and inclusion are concerned, you know, women have had it just as bad as people of color have. So, you know, it, it, that's that's an honest statement. So it, it's difficult when it comes from a female who's sitting there saying, you know, your record on diversity is shit. But don't, you know, don't just give her this job because you're trying to make up for that. Which to a lot of, I mean, we've talked about this on on bandwagon nerd stuff, you know, talking about like black Superman and and, and does it make sense? And and is it just is it just trying to make up for something that you felt you slighted a, a whole generation race of people for generations and you're trying to make up for that with this pyrrhic gesture of hey we're going to make superman black okay that solves absolutely nothing but thank you for the gesture so you know from my standpoint i look at it kind of the same way if 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 maria's the better person for the job then give her the fucking job shouldn't matter what her sex is what her race is or any of that stuff. But when you've got a, a female who's saying the only reason you did this has nothing to do with, and that's the underlying theme that I'm getting from this is that Rachel is questioning her qualifications other than you're black, you know, and, and, and that's the only reason you got this. And that's a problem because yeah, now you've got two of the most prominent female personalities on ESPN essentially bitching at each other about their job qualifications. And that's an entirely different issue than race and diversity and inclusion. So, you know, without going too far deeper down that rabbit hole, those are my thoughts on it. Let me add to the the gentleman she was speaking with um, said further in the conversation, and this is a direct quote, I don't know. I'm exhausted between me too and black lives matter. I got nothing left. Then Rachel Nichols then proceeded to laugh. So that's another part of the story that's kind of added to the vitriol. Let me say this. I feel bad a little for Rachel. And I want to say I, I say that because I know her story in, 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 in the history of, of sports. From ESPN back to, to, to Turner, back to ESPN. I know her story. I've heard her story. I've seen, I've, I've heard of the struggle she's fought just to get regular daily ESPN co- NBA coverage on ESPN. Before, and we all are old enough to remember, they would really only cover the ESPN like they do now when it's playoff time or it's big games. Now we have daily ESPN coverage on multiple fronts. That wasn't the case. That is 
this is not opinion, factually, because of Rachel Nichols. So I, my, when I say I feel bad for her, simply in this, I don't think she was, she was, she meant to be racist or dismissive. I feel like she was saying, I deserve this spot. The only reason she could have got the spot over me because I deserve it is because not that she's not talented, but they're trying to fill a quota. Now, that thought process is absolutely fucked up. But I can see where she's coming from, given what she's done for that company and how I brought you here and you're going to put me on the sideline. I get that. Now, further furthering the story, Maria has every right to be mad. If I was Maria, you're either going to give me more than I asked for or I'm gone because you need me more than I need you because the open secret, her contract ends in the middle of the finals, not after, during. So she could literally peace out and they got three, four, five more games left. I, I think I'll be honest with you. <clears throat> I think Maria Taylor is better at the in-studio thing by a little bit, but mm-hmm. I think Rachel Nichols is better with the sideline thing by a lot of it. And if it comes down to it and push comes to shove, I think Maria is more replaceable than Rachel. And, and I'll, I'll add one to... thing, Ray, that if ESPN wants to pay me to take Maria's place on the sidelines, <laughs> you can reach me on Twitter at attitude. At... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Facts. Facts. It's going to take significant add... genetic modification. <laughs> well, that's possible nowadays. Significant is the understatement of the century. To Tony's point, the irony in what you just said, Tony, is that Rachel has become known for her studio work. And Maria got on the map strictly because she was so good on the sideline. So you see how the dichotomy has changed? It's really interesting when you're just thinking about the dichotomy of the two women. Now, I think the the biggest issue of, of all of this is ESPN been sitting on this for a year and been trying to placate people instead of fixing the issue. Isn't it interesting? Make- Isn't it interesting that we're going into the dead time of the year, like very shortly? Like the NBA yep. Finals is going to wrap up, the NHL Finals is going to wrap up, the NBA Draft is going to be immediately, and then you're going to have this ultimate lull, which you already have, which you usually have right now, like today. Usually, yep. as we record for Tuesday, for July 6th, on July 4th, today is usually the most boring day in the sports world because there's generally not any baseball after the All-Star break coming up. The NHL yep. and NBA are done. The The NFL is in between OTAs and training camp. So, All you got is Joey Chestnut. Well, oh, we're not... We're not going to have a lull this year because we got the Olympics coming up. But I, I think we're all kind of on the same accord here. And, you know, I say this as somebody that doesn't even necessarily fox with Rachel Nichols like that. But I don't think she said anything wrong here. I felt a little uncomfortable by some of the statements she made. But I don't think she really said anything wrong. She was fighting for her spot. And, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm just... I don't like private conversations getting leaked out in public. I'm just not a fan of that. You know, it just is what it is. Because in private, we all say some shit that we probably should not have said. Or, you know, out of the proper context, it it, it can sound... I mean, you can make anything sound like anything without context. You know what I mean? And I I, I do want to say, though... um, 
I've, yes, I think so. I think the reason why this is such a big deal concerning Rachel is because Rachel has been known as an ally to black people. No, well, not not you in say my that. world. You yeah. say that. Yeah. But yeah. but in, to the to okay. the out from the outside looking in, okay. she has known as an ally. She's known as a person that sticks up for people or in you know in the in the regular world sphere. She's known as a person that sticks up for the little guys. She speaks on things. You watch the jump. She's always speaking on marginalized peoples and what it's in LGBTQ issues or the WNBA and what they're doing or Black Lives Matter movement. So whether that's real or not. She's always doing it. So to see what's known as an ally in private say something that is against a black person strictly because of their blackness doesn't come off well. Um, final thoughts, gentlemen, before we get out of here. Maybe, you know, that's why my perspective is a little skewed because you, you, you can't kind of con, yeah. con a con man, you can't hustle a hustler and gang recognized game. So I never yeah. saw her in that vein. I always saw through the veil. So perhaps that's why my perspective is a little different on this uh, particular situation. That's a fair point. Dave, any last thoughts? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, I, I got a last thought. Chris, did Amber erase those private conversations between you and I from New Orleans a few years nope. ago? Nope. Shit. Oh. Oh, God, I hope so. Like, y'all don't understand, man. Like, y'all think I say some crazy shit on these airwaves. I be here talking to Amber, and I say some wild-ass shit, and I will look at her and say, there's no way in hell I could ever say that on the airwaves. And she looks at me and nods in agreement. like, nope. <laughs> like, goddamn, y'all have no idea. Tony, anything else you want to say about uh, this situation before we close it up? Yeah, bucks and four, bitch. What you gonna do? <laughs> You, there you shots, go, still not slogans again. Shots fired, motherfucker. I'm kidding. So, I love. I'm uh, kidding. I love you. I don't believe that, but I hope so, and I wish you the worst of luck. Yeah, same here. Same here. But I still love you. One worst. of these days on another show, worst we'll get a luck. chance to really talk about the Shakar Richardson situation. If you guys are interested, I'd really like to get into that. But right now, yeah, rules we have are to get you back to your rules are rules when you sign up for them, whether they're wrong or right. You signed up for it. That's basically the end of that conversation. They bought their tickets. They knew what they were getting into. I say, let them crash. Go ahead, Ray. And all right, that works for me. <laughs> um, we got to give you back to your day. But thank you for rocking with us this early morning. On you a watch wonderful... this airplane? What the fuck? Anyway, go ahead. On a wonderful Tuesday morning where apparently you're going to watch Airplane after listening to this episode. Surely um, you can't be serious, Dave. I am serious. Don't call Don't me Shirley. Me. Yeah! MVP of the episode is Dave. Chris Platt is at the Real C Platt. Dave Ungar is at Attitude Ag. PC Tunney is at PC Tunney, aka Pizza Funny, aka Part Cheesy Crystal Ball. What the fuck? Of course, I'm at the Real. I'm at It's Ray Cash, R-E-Y's and Mysterio, C-A-S-H as in dollars. You can find us at Chairshot Media. Check your boys out on ProWrestlingTees.com. So that's the Chairshot. Gentlemen, we're getting out of here. Say anything to the people before we go? Anything Fern? to the people before we go? Fern Gully forever, Ray. That's, Fern that's Gully forever. Asa la pasta. That's disrespectful. Asa la pasta, salami your mommy. <laughs> You've been listening to Chair Shot Radio. It's your boy, Ray Cash. Appreciate y'all. See y'all tomorrow. With, uh, see y'all tomorrow. Who's on, who's on Wednesday, Tony? I don't know. Who cares? 
And well, they'll tell you tomorrow. Wednesday. Oh, who's on Wednesday? That's a great question. I wish I knew. I don't know. It's not a werewolf. Who's on Thursday? <laughs> Looking for a, who's whoever's on Wednesday has uh, got a Chinese menu in his hand. I saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand Walking through the streets of Soho in the rain He was looking for the place called Lee Ho Fuchs Gonna get a big dish of beef chow mein I'm so drunk, I really can't remember who's on Wednesday. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.